Hello, and welcome to What Great Bosses Know. I'm Jill Geisler of the Pointer Institute. Today, let's talk about coaching, which I think is an essential skill for anyone who wants to become a great boss. What do I mean by coaching? Well, I define it as guided discovery. And guided discovery is a lot different than being the answer machine with a solution for all occasions or the person who fixes everything that's broken by putting his or her own hands on the product. Coaches use questions as their key tool, and they work in partnership with people to help discover solutions. Anybody can be a coach, but it's a key skill for a manager. Coaches ask questions throughout the process. They listen actively. You know, they may repeat or reflect on what they've heard. Coaches think analytically. This is really important. You mentally examine the subject under discussion, even as you're listening, so you can identify missing information and broaden the perspective. So many times when someone comes to you with a question or a concern, they've already narrowed things down, perhaps incorrectly. You can help broaden that perspective. You clarify. You focus. And then as a coach, you identify steps toward solutions. Asking, what have we uncovered? What actions can you begin to take? How can I help? Coaches are also good at developing coaching language. Those are shared descriptions. It could be a nickname or a metaphor for an issue or a solution. And that becomes sort of common shorthand among the coach and the employee and even other staffers. Let me give you an example. My colleague Al Tompkins teaches writing. And one of the coaching terms he uses is the Fred Flintstone lead. He uses it to describe a story that takes way too long to get off the ground. And, of course, the metaphor is old Fred Flintstone from the cartoons in that car of his where he has his feet sticking out the bottom and he's pedaling as fast as he can until it finally, finally takes off. All we have to do is say Fred Flintstone and people understand that coaching term. Coaches track the next steps that the person takes and provide constructive feedback along the way. Coaching is challenging because it's a new skill set. You have to practice it. But I can tell you, as someone who routinely fixed anything I could get my hands on instead of coaching people, it was tremendously satisfying to learn how to coach. Let me tell you, though, that you need to overcome four desires, dangerous desires, in order to get to be a coach. Desire number one, to be the expert. There's something satisfying about having people come to you and you can pop off an answer just like that. Trust me, it's equally satisfying to be a great coach. Number two, the desire to see people do exactly what you tell them to. It is very satisfying to see them do exactly what you want them to, but have it be their idea. Number three, the desire to keep people dependent on you. Everybody wants to feel needed. Trust me, when you get a reputation as a good coach, people will still need you. And finally, the desire to get credit for successes, because now, as good things happen, your fingerprints won't be as directly visible all over them. But it's okay to stand just outside that spotlight and cheer for the success of your staff, because after all, they'll be cheering for the great boss who got them there. I'm Jill Geisler of the Pointer Institute. I hope you read our columns on pointer.org.